0: Good morning. Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and I'm very excited to be with you here for episode two. Thanks for listening in. Renewing the Center exists for the spiritual renewal of the church, and increasingly my wife and I feel burdened to give space and make space for this renewing work of the spirit. And so we're going to do that in a few ways through this podcast, which you're listening to now. Uh, through the facilitation of spiritual direction, which you can find out more about on our website, and through retreats and speaking engagements. We hope one day when this pandemic ends, we'll actually be able to gather together. But we're super glad to have you with us today. So today we're going to look at a portion of Psalm 38, and we're going to see what we can see from the Lord. So I'm going to read a passage, and then we're going to pray, and then we're just going to jump right in. But y'all, we're just so glad to be on this journey with you. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, do not be far from me. Make haste to help me. O Lord, my salvation, my soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness, i set your ordinances before me i cling to your decrees o lord let me not be put to shame i run the way of your commandments for you enlarge my understanding teach me o lord the way of your statutes and i will observe it to the end give me understanding that i may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart lead me in the path of your commandments for i delight in it turn my heart to your decrees and not to selfish gain turn my eyes from looking at vanities Give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace that I dread, for your ordinances are good. See, I have longed for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I shall have an answer for those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and then let's look together at the word. Father, we ask you today for grace here on this Wednesday. We pray that you would give us the space to be still, to ask you, God, to reveal truth to us and to renew us in our centers and our hearts. God, we pray that you would open our eyes to truth in the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's very important for us to realize that the poet is writing from a place of trouble and heartache. See, at the very beginning, he prays, God, do not forsake me. And the reason why he prays that is because he feels or worries that he's being forsaken. And many of us feel this way right now. There is so much pain, so much uncertainty surrounding us. And I just want to say that we're not designed to bear up under such weight for so long. If I hand you a 50-pound rock, you'll probably be able to hold it, but not indefinitely. And that's what this season that we're in feels like. Like we're being asked to hold something that we could bear up under for a short amount of time, but the longer this thing goes on, uh, the more we wonder how long it's going to last. As we enter a political season with lots of uncertainty around it, I think it's a reminder to us that we were not made to bear up under such weight for as long as we've been asked to do so. So we're under stress. And that puts us in a place of identification with the psalmist. He is asking for God to revive him because he feels faint. He asks for help and renewal. But before we can ask for help and renewal, we have to be willing to acknowledge that we're in a tough place. And in this sense, denial is no help at all. Um, God doesn't want us to remain in desperate places, but we do occasionally find ourselves in dark places. And you're probably in such a place right now. It is the desire of God to meet us when we cry out to him that there's a real challenge. When we're under pressure, when we feel overwhelmed by circumstances, we're oftentimes not as perceptive or open, alert as we are at other times. Crisis and challenge have a way of um, giving us kind of tunnel vision where we miss much of what's going on around us just because we're simply trying to survive. So what does the poet do? It's as if he knows this about himself, and he asks for understanding. He actually mentions understanding three times in this very short passage that I read. He knows, and I think this is something we're invited to know, that without understanding, we will default to facing the struggle and we'll miss God's provision for us. So I want us to sit with what he prays and says relating to understanding. There are three mentions, and here they are god wants us to pray make me understand the way of your precepts that's what the poet says he says make me understand the way of your precepts i believe here we're given a clear directive that we're invited to ask god to make us understand the way that we should go to make us understand the pathway that we should be on and how his precepts how his ways actually work god wants you to ask him so when was the last time that you asked for understanding a lot of times we feel stressed because we don't understand. But when did we ask for understanding last? When, when, have you, when have you done that? Have you had an imagination for what it looks like to actually say to God, make me understand your ways? See, when we feel confused, I believe there's a direct invitation from God to say, ask me for understanding. The second thing we see in this psalm is that God's desire is to enlarge whatever understanding it is we currently have, that he wants to make it bigger. He wants you to experience progressive spiritual growth when it comes to understanding, and that means that we need to ask God for our capacity to be increased. His desire is that you would grow in awareness and understanding. Both of the truth of God's word, but also a depth of understanding pertaining to your own life. You were made to grow. But if we're going to grow, we have to make space for this work of God. See, I found in my own life with God that God won't override the system of my life in order to give me understanding. He works within the space and the structures that we create. That's the way God functions because he actually wants you to have the dignity of participation with him. So are you going to make space for your understanding to be enlarged, increased? That leads me to the third thing connected to understanding that's highlighted in this psalm. Understanding helps us keep God's ways and to follow him with our heart. So hear that, to keep his ways, which is kind of behavioral based. But then also understanding helps us follow God with our heart, not just our head. See what understanding does in part is it moves faith into our feet and into our guts, our heart. This is where we go beyond a kind of head ascent or knowledge-based faith. And hear me, there is nothing wrong with knowledge. Uh, I believe in learning. I believe in uh, scholastic pursuit, academic pursuit. I I took doctoral studies and, and have a doctorate from Asbury Seminary. I love thinking. And yet, I found in my own life with God, I can't think my way to renewal. Understanding deepens us. It aligns our heart and our behavior with God's best for us. And so, this is how this work of receiving a kind of understanding that keeps us in God's way and enables us and quickens us to follow Him with our hearts. This is how we begin to align our life with God's best. This is how our life begins to agree with God. See, left to our own devices. Our hearts and our lives chase after the wrong sorts of things. And the psalmist actually says as much in this psalm in verse 36. He says, turn my heart to your decrees and not to selfish gain. Elsewhere, he says, I don't want to follow vanity. And the truth of the matter is, when we're under pressure, we tend to pursue selfish gain. We tend to follow vanity because we just want to survive. See, understanding is one of the ways that God calls us to tend to our hearts. It's one of the ways that where he bends our heart in the right direction. He shapes and forms us. And y'all, if we're going to be renewed at our center, if we're going to be the kinds of people who experience the powerful, renewing work of God, we're going to have to see our hearts bent in the right direction. So why do we need these things? Why do we need understanding? Is it just to be the smartest person in the room? No. Remember how the psalmist started. He started by saying, I'm experiencing real trouble right now. Help me, God. But This is how he ends. He says, then I shall have an answer for those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Now, you may not have actual people taunting you. I mean, you might, but maybe not. But sometimes our own insecurities, our own fears, they taunt us. They, they kind of haunt us and undermine our confidence. They, they, they keep us stuck in the starting block. See, reflectivity and understanding are a key to spiritual renewal. It's how we get moving. It's how we become perceptive, alert, awake to God's purposes. And so, Lord, I ask you today to give us understanding. I pray that you would prompt us to pray for understanding and help us to make space for it today and going forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in this content, go subscribe to our podcast at Renewing the Center. Wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, you'll find us there. And if you're listening on the ATL Trinity feed, just a reminder that we're going to be switching over to this new podcast at Renewing the Center by week's end. Um, For more information, check us out at renewingthecenter.org. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Amen.